Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Miss Marvel Season 1, Episode 3, Destined. All that and more of this that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm terrible. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, terrible. I'm Jeff Randall. <laughs> Hi, terrible. I'm dad. <laughs> and I'm terrible adjacent Zuhara Lee. All right. I like it. I like it. I'm terrible adjacent. <laughs> I'm very meta about being terrible. I'm a Tanner terrible. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Miss Marvel, guys. What, what, what is new episode. Reaction time. New episode. So react. React, fellas. <laughs> This we're like halfway through the season now, yep. right? Yep, that's true. Like that, we're expecting six episodes out of this guy. Yeah, out of this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, when you have a wedding in the middle or at the end, nothing is going to go well. Yep, that wedding is not fin- like finishing out normally. <laughs> Yeah, it is, I mean, it is not really. Completing. If there was a wedding at all, I'd be like, "Oh, something big is going to happen. There's a wedding, and then yeah, a disaster will happen." They were worried about drama at a wedding. They got one. They did indeed. Uh, and then combining that with the fact that it's the middle of the season, yeah, this was definitely not going to go well. I said, I said that in the chat as soon as we like saw that coming. I was like, "Yep, this is going to be disastrous." So the other big thing we got this episode uh, was we finally got the flashback of Aisha. Which, like, we've been talking, you know, she's been trying to communicate through some sort of, like, time portal with the train and everything. And so, like, something's going on there. And we finally got an actual flashback to that time period and saw what was going on when the, you know, with the uh, w- w- the partition um, and, and what happened with these apparently Jin. Um, so, Jin, they, they mentioned this, some people call them uh, demons, some people call them, you know... Uh, Genies. Genies. Uh, there it. was a bunch of Urdu words that they gave. What was it? Uh, Ajni was one of them, which is stranger. Um, I think Majnu was another one. Yep. What does that which mean? I know the story of Majnu and Layla. That's kind of like the the Middle Eastern Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Um. Oh my God! What does the word actually mean? Because that was the name that he was like given. Majnu is insane mad or unsound mind mm, interesting so it's like when he was like professing his love for Layla and started giving up like his like royalty and just started doing like the dumb shit to like get her family to like let them accept her they changed his name like he's a mudgnu i forgot what like his, the character's original name was but like when he became a madman they named him mudgnu and then ajni was the other one that they gave which was stranger so okay. it was cool how they threw those in there and then which it's one of the impressive things about how every time they give an Urdu word, they explain it in English, but like ever so cleanly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like here's the definition for all you people out there. It's like this is like let's generic like nicely put it into the conversation to explain what it means. So the fact that they threw in the words like Ajni and Majnu and then went to like demon and things like that to kind of like set the tone and add the intensity of those words was very nicely done. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's really nice that they're just kind of like sneaking in the exposition, you know, just mm-hmm. like just gently slide it on in there. And it's so funny. They have a character of Bruno who is 
the white guy right in the in in the like in like the family group in the community bruno's the everyman (laughs) well well, no what i'm saying is like in any other show that would be the guy you'd you'd use as like i don't know these things explain them to me you know they didn't do that and that's kind of fun and kind of clever that like bruno has been her friend for so long and been been a part of the community so long that he just like knows most of what's yeah. going on. Like he's, he's already he's, had that exposition. Yeah, exactly. He's not the guy who doesn't know anything. He's not the Everett Ross of like going to Wakanda and being like, what's Wakanda? But they could have used him that way. But instead, I don't know. It, it made him a lot more of a kind of a respectable character that he's been in this culture. He's taken yeah. the time to learn it. It's just a different, different kind of example. I, I really dig it. I love that uh, they were like, oh, the auntie's got the white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like Bruno got gotten by the auntie. (laughs) Oh, God, that was so funny. And like, there was that that little bit of explanation in that scene, especially where uh, the incomparable Anjali Bamani was explaining to him why you knock their heads together. It's fun to just. (laughs) Yeah, but they get more in love each time. Also, it's just fun. Yeah, it just it seems like, you know, he's already got a baseline for the culture, but it's it's some of the things that are like, you know, a little more nuanced or a little right, specific. Know, a little deeper or, you know, things that aren't that surface level. You always see them kind of thing. Right. Aren't every day is really the thing. Yeah, it's that's, like, that's the term I was yeah, looking for. Uh, because he, he experiences life with Kamala every day, but doesn't go to a wedding every day. You know, at that age, how many weddings have you been to, you know? Yeah, and like that's one of the things that we talk about with Anjali Didi, that there's like so like you have Islam, but because Islam has been in so many parts of the world, like there's different cultures that go with it. So like what you saw in the masjid was like one form of like I want don't quote me, I think it was a Sunni wedding because I've only ever been to like Ismaili weddings and they're very different from everything else. So it's like you saw the Islam part of it and then you saw the Pakistani part of it. But like that whole thing of like bringing the heads together and the dances like that's common all around like Pakistan and India. Uh, So to have the variations of like this is an Islam thing and this is a Pakistani Indian thing was worth noting. Yeah. Hmm. And then there was the amazing dance number. Yeah, it was great. It was great partially because it wasn't. Like it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't turn into a MTV music video. You know what I mean? Like it, it felt very real. Like a lot of videos that I've seen of like families doing that sort of thing. Like it was really good, but it wasn't like they weren't, these weren't professional dancers. These were like people being a part of their culture and doing the dances that they're, yeah, it, it was just, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Shout out to B Funk on Instagram. They were, they were just these dancey uh, dance teachers that have just been following for a while and they were the ones that happened to be the choreographers for this. It was just so cool that That's somebody right. happened to follow like got this opportunity for Marvel so you know, congratulations to them. But yeah, that's how it is for Pakistani weddings where like we have like the family come together and everything and then there's always that one girl cousin is like, did you practice your dance? And all of us are like no. <laughs> um <laughs> We have tonight to learn it. <laughs> because, like a whole day thing. So it's like we have the Mandy and then we go like we have to sneak off in a room and do our dance practice. And then like the whole like morning of is all of us just like trying to like go into one of the hotel rooms and like practice our dance and like perform it for the first time. And the last time my sister was a choreographer, she was so mad at me that I didn't practice. Like, I bet you I'm going to nail this tomorrow. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to say in an audio medium, Zoo. 
it's easy to say in an audio. I'll send the video <laughs> in the chat later. I killed it. Oh, please do. Please post that in the Stranded Panda <laughs> chat. Need that so much. So go to facebook.com slash uh, group slash SP chat to uh, see Zoo dance at, a, at that wedding. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> I was like, at my friend Pyle's wedding. I was really sad that I couldn't do it again. I didn't practice until the night before, but my ankle had been killing me from like other stuff. So it was just it just wasn't worth it because I wanted a party afterwards and that was worth the pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pyle. <laughs> So for this wedding, got, <laughs> for this wedding, yeah, I got super excited when uh, when Amir got up and like joined the whole thing. Like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know, I know exactly all the moves. And like, yes, the stuff that he started doing, I was like, Zoo and I are gonna do this at each other when we see each other next. That's such a common thing too. It's just to grab the groom and it's like, oh, surprise, he knows things. <laughs> saw that coming. <laughs> and then like this is one thing that like I still deal with to this day is when like 70s and 80s American music comes up and people get like super into it and I'm like yeah I, I've heard this song before they were like you didn't hear this and, like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like I moved here when I was three my parents <laughs> moved here when I was three like <laughs> do you know all the Bollywood songs from the 70s because when I was watching this episode and it went yeah, I was like, that's a 70s song. I know that because that's all my parents listened to. And I absolutely loved it. And the fact that I got to have that moment on an American show was like, oh, like I was actually like clapping and like singing along because the other Haripa <laughs> song was so good, too. And it's, it's awesome. That whole sequence was so much fun for me. Yeah, I understand awesome. now why you sent me the text you did. Yes. <laughs> that that scene like, alone. I love the show. <laughs> that scene alone was so good. I was like, maybe he's just a really big fan of, of Brown Jovi. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> I thinking. I am now. <laughs> so I actually good. was thinking about that scene a lot today, and it's like, there's so many movies and shows that have incorporated Indians and Indian culture, and I wondered why this and Never Have I Ever stuck out to me so much, and it's because it's actually hitting, like, Indian American and Pakistani American, people who grew up here and are trying to balance this stuff out. I think yep. that's more unique than actually adding uh, Pakistani characters and Pakistani stories to a show, and I think that's why I'm connected to those two shows in particular even more, because the experience overall is more... Mm. relatable of trying to be that bridge between east and west yeah yeah absolutely uh well it sounds like we might be the show might be heading to the to the east uh if she's gonna head to karachi oh yeah that's going to be so much fun i don't know how we diverted i really wanted to bring up cree hand right cree hand cree hand cree hand um I don't know. I'm I don't not know convinced. either. I don't know either. I'm calling Crehand. I said Crehand. It's weird though that this character that was in Inhuman Comics, which are you know descendants of people that were experimented on by Cree, that her power has come from a bangle that was taken off a blue arm. Come on. <laughs> Should we worry that this arm is severed? <laughs> There's supposed to be two of them. <laughs> Where's the other? Still attached to him, maybe? Well, so, okay. This episode uh, is called, like, the name of it is Destined. Mm -hmm. The family, or the, the group of people that were um, 
uh, unable to go home that were from another dimension, superpowers, long life, etc., is from comics, a specific comic called Clandestine. Which is one of the names they gave of the group, too. Right, The Clandestines. But Should we save this for comic spoilers? Well... Or is it like... It's just stuff from the episode, kind of. Like if you just if you just look up clandestines, like Marvel the clandestines, you'll see the the comic cover for clandestine, and on the middle or like on the cover in the middle is a big guy who is blue. Okay, so it's possible there's just like a blue guy in it's the group. It's possible that it's just one of the group that is blue. I thought it might be a Disney's Aladdin reference. You know, the Jin, the genie, the blue. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call um, genies. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually, it was played by Robin Williams. He recorded it yeah. eons oh, ago. Gosh. Oh, that was Robin Williams' arm. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That was um, potentially but- Robin Williams' arm. She <laughs> 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 just dipped it in blue paint. Terrible. This is terrible. Anyways, a few people are pointing out in the chat that uh, the uh, the ten rings symbol was actually on the floor of that temple too. That's awesome. And that was one of the cool things of Shang Chi is talking about, like how far back it goes and how much of an influence around the world. So it's interesting to see like what influence they actually had on like um, like ancient Indian culture and what they did like with those temples. It's it's really cool how that part of it tied together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Kingo was already mentioned. So, yeah. obviously, Eternals have to play into this somehow, right? right? Well, we've been talking about the idea that the bangle... Actually, we have not been talking about this. We talked about it on this week's feedback episode. Uh, the idea that the bangle might connect to uh, the Ten Rings somehow. Um, oh. We, we talked about it in the feedback episode because uh, I'd been meaning to bring that up. But yes, like someone wrote in about it. It's so It's so makes so much sense because we know that this story is like we, we think this story is likely to end with captain marvel uh somehow captain marvel was in that scene finding out about the beacon that was being let out by the ten rings um mm. and it just it just makes sense that like if they're looking for that kind of energy like what if the bangle is somehow related to the ten rings in some way it, like whether it's technologically some sort of the species that it comes from whatever the dimension that it comes from um that what if that all ties together somehow and now that the ten rings is on the floor of the temple that the bangle came from it feels like it's confirming it the central thing of shang chi was that his mom was from a village in another dimension oh good call that is that is a very good call what if his mom was a jinn or just that's one of the worlds yeah right or there's like multiple worlds that are somehow connected to some sort of mythos or whatever um and that's what this energy that's coming from possibly the bangle that alerted this family the des the, the clandestine or the ten rings that are alerting captain marvel i was really hoping that uh we would see someone like show up and save her at the end of this I'm, I'm glad she she saved herself but i really wanted to see like I, when, when they were like closing in on her i was hoping that someone would swoop in and it would be someone from the from the movies or whatever before i address that it would be cool if that's the connection to what gets carol danvers to meet kamala is yeah because in that end credit scene she was talking to shang chi and wong about like the possibilities of where it could come from so if her exactly. and banner are the ones who reach kamala and they were just like hey you have a way to get to this dimension let's start talking and she just starts fangirling and passes out like i, I think that could be what ties it together is the marvels are exactly. dealing with the other dimensions totally totally 
uh, what also if Kamala gets in trouble? Because it seems like she might. She's been on the run when from the damage control this whole time and needs a lawyer. And she's meeting Captain Marvel, who's working with Bruce Banner on this whole sig beacon thing and then you got damage control and she needs a lawyer and you got a she-hulk and what if kamala shows up on she-hulk sorry that was just an aside and then what if she's just working with matt murdoch because i just want to see him too so let's bring him in while we're at it i was like we're going for matt murdoch right no 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 way no just the fact well that's 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 well-trodden territory yeah we've been there before kamala being a defendant during during she-hulk that'd be pretty awesome so oh man the 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 art on the the bangle looks very similar to the the art and the etchings and whatnot on the ten rings okay um and when oh when when shang chi put on the ten rings wong said that when he put the ten rings on it sent out a beacon it sent out mm-hmm. a a signal mm-hmm. uh when kamala put on the bangle that's when the the destined the right the destined founder exactly like she she was saying like that's how we were able to know so like they may be uh like uh, like cordo b says in the chat that may be forged by the same race or yeah. maybe mm-hmm. like, from the same group of people or, yeah same same type of magic something like that it has the size adaption capabilities too which i know we've seen that a lot with like tony's armor and the gauntlet and stuff but when the 10 rings get put on like they they tighten up and the bangle did the same thing when they took it off robin williams arm and aisha put it on oh did it oh yeah it yeah. was like it was a lot bigger for the blue arm and then it tightened up I was like, I'm not going to respond to the Robin Williams part. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me. It's so wrong. It's just so wrong. <laughs> I almost finished a sentence. Almost. <laughs> yeah, you almost got there completely dry, but you didn't. It took us a minute to even catch you. You said it. When you crack, I crack. <laughs> um, um, so what about uh we, we got bruno or brian as as we all like to call him uh, no he's bruno <laughs> who's team uh Kamran and who's team bruno i mean Kamran kind of seems like a badass assassin so uh i'm team bruno you know i'll just go all with right. the brown guy then i'm going with Kamran. <laughs> i don't know i was fully team bruno i said it from the beginning i didn't trust Kamran, but man he really came out this episode you know he showed up he showed up to fight on the side of good you know, it looked like he had like a ball and chain kind of thing. I thought that maybe he mm-hmm. was going to have that expand. I was like, is this, are they going for wrecking ball? Mm. <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't go for that. Instead, yeah. he's using it sort of like a whip. And it was like, they're having a whip off. Yeah. The other guy seemed to have powers. I don't know that Kamran did. Maybe Kamran needs something to activate his powers. Cause he's also Jin, a descendant of Jin, right? Yeah. That's what, um, that's what, uh, his mom was saying is that maybe someday something will activate his uh, his power. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Man, so much happened this episode. I knew that we were going to get the clandestine showing up and trying to be your friend. I thought it would like last a little longer, but they really just like went for it. Like the first episode, we didn't really know, get to know them, and they're trying to like you know show her hey look we're we're the good guys come let us use your bangle let us use your powers and then immediately like with the first amount of pushback they're like nope we're just gonna take what we want you know that's that's weird though that like they've been around for so long they've been waiting patiently Mm -hmm. or whatever 
and then like all of a sudden now like for no seemingly at least seemingly no reason like now they're impatient and they're gonna force it i'm assuming they couldn't find it until now they knew the the wedding needed some drama <laughs> yeah exactly i guess it's but yeah that was really messed up <laughs> there really was messed up how they were just kind of like we're not waiting we need this now we're just gonna go kill their whole family she yeah it was like, real what? messed up <laughs> that, that escalated, escalated very quickly <laughs> <laughs> rain on your wedding day is supposed to be uh good luck right so like what if it's blood or bodies battle on your wedding day seems like it's got to be a good thing right big battle on your wedding day raining blood on your wedding day you gotta go to blood there was no blood this is a no bruno could have had some internal bleeding <laughs> he probably does like people kept asking him are you okay and he's like no, like, no i am no. not <laughs> i am not okay <laughs> thank you for asking finally though i, yeah. love, I love that answer oh man and it, I, it made a lot of sense that she didn't tell um nakia nakia about her powers because literally if nakia a board member found out about her powers and then didn't tell that to the government that would implicate yeah. the entire mosque so they like they built this whole thing i've been rooting for nakia to get the board member thing and she got it just in time to make it like really complex uh, yep. you know for their relationship for her not to be able to tell her it was, it was horrible i hated it <laughs> <laughs> i hated it in the best way yeah for sure oh it yeah god this uh so it seems like you know the first two episodes were kind of setting the stage giving us the 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 world and then now it's like okay now it's it's all happening it's all going now and i love it i love that they've done that i almost kind of wish that maybe they might stretch it out just a touch yeah can we just just a moment i felt the same way when they turned on a dime we're like no we're just going to get it i approve the not beating around the bush of it. right right if you felt first off there's a couple things a couple things that don't particularly add up they were like can you help us get to our other dimension and like she was like sure i have a friend who can do eric selvig level science no problem like what were they expecting from her you know what i mean like that's pretty bonkers <laughs> yeah and then also to turn on a dime was crazy but here's what i like about it to turn on a dime and just be like it's a, that, that means they have a lot more to do with these six episodes because this could have been all they could have had this wedding at the end of the season and it could have ended with like captain marvel showing up helping out in some way and being like we got bigger things to do. This bangle called us too. It connects to the 10 rings. We need to go off and fix this dimensional trouble we're having, you know, um, yeah. that, that could have been the entire season, but that's not what happened. She's, she fought them off. And now like there's, there's still more to tell. There's still more to do. Yep. Yeah. It's really fascinating that we have, like it took three episodes for us to find out like what the villain actually is because the last two just raised questions. And now it's like, here it is, and shit's gone wild. Yeah. yeah. Let's go! <laughs> We're going now. Here we I, go. I, I like it, though, too, because one of the biggest uh, sort of criticisms of these sorts of shows is this idea that, like, hey, uh, the bad guy always has to be connected to the hero in some, like, in some way that, in all the Marvel movies, it's always a friend of yours betrays you or turns evil because they have to introduce the villain in the first act with the hero. And then they get through that part and then they have the fighting. 
uh, in this, the she still has a connection to Kamala through the history of her family, but they didn't show up until Kamala was already a hero. So I think that's why it feels weird because it's different than all the a lot of the other things we've seen. But it also, if you really think about it, it's kind of weird that so many of our villains are like friends of the heroes that like kind of go bad yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a thing that happens um, i was or they never find your out friend someone, i was always yeah, exactly. just using you like i'm an obadiah stain i'm a whatever yeah <laughs> tony stark was able to build this in a cave in karachi <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> afghanistan get it right i don't think mm. that's how he would have said it probably didn't even know it was a city hey did you uh like while we're talking about mer- multiversal madness but I'm just. Mm. Did you notice? Did you catch the call out when Kamala was saying Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel would just show up and punch a hole through time and space? And I was like, yes. wait a minute, that's not her power. Yeah, I put that but in my notes. I know like, who's it is? That's, that's not oh, what she about that. does. <laughs> yeah. Time for some Marco. So I knew that this whole thing, these people were Jin. I kind of hated this because I, we, we had that Jin line a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, you're scared of the gin? Yeah, yeah, I knew this was going to be a gin line, or these people were going to be gin, because they put it in the recap. Like, it was not an important line in any way. It was like a joke from her brother that we had discussed on the podcast, so that's why I remembered it even. But, like, they put it in the recap, and I was like, oh, so there's gin. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when that happens with the recap. It's like, oh, I, I remember that line happening it was so non-consequential that like it's not at the forefront of my mind but now that you've shown me that like Mm -hmm. oh i guess i know everything about this episode thanks (laughs) that is one of those things that they just put so much emphasis on the first episode i was like well that's gonna be a factor later on yeah Mm -hmm. and i asked my mom i was like what's a gin she was like can you give me some context i was like did you ever hear like stories as a kid she was like you mean like genie like from aladdin like oh okay that is all you got from it It, so i have no family resources to answer that one (laughs) because you're well dried up (laughs) no i need value i need to be here for three more episodes (laughs) mom i need more out of you come on make something up (laughs) but what mummy was not able to help me with kamala's dad was because when he was like translating the script he's like oh these are in urdu and like talking about like the origin of the djinn and what they could be and this and that i was like okay that's a nice touch on like how he perceives them because apparently his family has experience with those stories yeah Mm. i love though that he was like never heard that one before (laughs) that's a good one bye bruno i'm gonna go eat my synthetic pie (laughs) (laughs) i just love its syntheticness something about it something about it is syntheticness I just can't stay away from them. I love it. God. So I was like, those pies, man. Same. Me, yeah, like, right. Those pies, like I, I think I've eaten them since I was a little kid. I don't really eat them now, but like when I was a little kid, they had them at like the cheapest grocery stores. We used to shop at a grocery store that was like. I don't know. It was like, it was called Cash Bargains. Ooh. They only took, and it was out in the middle of nowhere. And it was basically the store they sent things when the dates ran out. Like it was literally, <laughs> literally, like you'd yep. go down and think it, like we would have to look at all the things. Oh, they're only, it's only two days out of date. Like we can still eat that. And like that's mm-hmm. what this little, it was like a rural, it was like, they, it was a rural grocery store where they sent it where like, you know, 
people that don't it's a food desert so they send it the, all this expired food out to the middle of nowhere um nice. and then like we're walking around but yeah those pies were like the only thing that was like never out of date those like that's because they last forever right but they were also being sold I don't think they were like the only like thing that was being sold firsthand. Everything else was like secondhand. I don't know. Anyway, but they always seemed so bad for you. The, those pies <laughs> were the only thing that was close to fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, going back to the the fight sequence a little bit. You were talking about how you were happy that it was Kamala that like settled it. Yeah. And I think the coolest thing about her fight sequences compared to our other Marvel high schooler Peter Parker mm-hmm. is that. He does. She doesn't have Peter Tingles, so like a lot of it was just reflexes and trying to run away and like, oh, what am I doing? Like it took her so long just to finally be able to throw a punch. Yeah, and I think that factor of like, hey, because I have powers, I'm not magically a good fighter was a really important thing to add into that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And her the fact that she's not super strong either or super yeah. invulnerable. The fact that her knee hurts. From that yeah. flip over the card. That was a big scene for me where yeah. he, he's, he's like, you know that pain you get a couple days? You know how when you flip over a van and destroy a drone, like your knee hurts a little bit a few days later? Like the, the pain is a little delayed? That's such a good I line. Love, I love that he was just like, yeah, yeah, you need to pay attention to what I'm talking about. That's We're not talking about that. Like that happened twice. But it mm-hmm. hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Nakia was trying to talk about how she like got the position she was on her in her own little world, and then like Bruno was talking about Caltech, and she was like, "What? What? Yeah, why aren't you telling me about that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. I get it because obviously having superpowers is kind of like hard to deal with, but it's like it's the same with Never Have I Ever of just like God, there's so many similarities with those two shows of <laughs> <laughs> just like being like hyper focused on one thing that you're like, oh my god, like I have like I'm responsible for my friends, I'm responsible to like reciprocate this energy yeah. that i'm getting from them they're doing so much for me that line hurts so much from bruno when he says uh when she says like why didn't you tell me sooner and he's like i think busy. You, i think you've just been busy like he gives her like all the out like but also like he's trying not to be blamey but he's also like saying yet yeah, it's your fault like you've you have yeah. not let me say this to you uh, he's a better man than me <laughs> <laughs> so would have been like you haven't let me say a damn word <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah going to caltech and i like that he says that he's like i got into caltech and i need to go like i think yeah. i need to go but i need to know you're okay but i need mm-hmm. to know that everything's okay with you like you sweet sweet human being we need more of you this sweet summer child i need him to go to caltech and meet riri williams Mm -hmm. so cool help develop the next jarvis Mm -hmm. yeah it's so great because he literally built that like whatever alexa clone thing in in the in their house zuzu zuzu that's right it's zuzu (laughs) how can i help If he ended up helping with the interface of 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 like a of a Jarvis type thing, how badass would it be if it was Zuzu? Like he's continued to work on Zuzu, and Zuzu is in the suit, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Riri and Zuzu. Oh yeah, Riri and Zuzu. Sounds like we're animated cats. I just I just imagine my Google Home just being just doing Zeus accent. Like, I'll do a voiceover for you for your yeah. Google. Like, Google, turn off the light. I got you, okay, I turned it off. Like, <laughs> no like, problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> you need to get one of the video ones just so you can see my head bob. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I the, I need you to just record every possible uh phonetic sound and the way that your head would move when you say that and then we can just kind of slap it all together into some natural language processing we can make this happen too yeah uh, speaking it. of uh fanatics and vocalizing the musical vocals that were at the beginning of the episode like while the marvel logo was rolling up mm. was so beautiful and i'm glad that they added that touch to it especially yeah. because it was a flashback in india during partition like it was a very powerful thing because matt as you know like music is a way to express emotion and that's one of the things like between the like like the sufi style of music that's just it's not like it doesn't necessarily have to be words but there's like emotion just within voice and to hear that and then see partition during british rule and then people like frantically trying to find something while a temple is collapsing Mm -hmm. you didn't need any lyrics or words or anything of that just that vocalizing was just stunning and a great Mm -hmm. way to start off the episode yeah yeah and I think the like having the the British soldiers in the background, like just you know, like that is the backdrop. That is the sound that we hear, like them, you know, firing on people, mm-hmm. and like all of that was just so like that was powerful enough in yeah. and of itself. You didn't have to have like a whole sequence where they're like running through the city and like oh we gotta get to the temple and like we didn't need all of that. Like yeah. we just we just know because they've already explained it to us mm-hmm. at dinner, right? And then. Now we're actually getting to like be even mildly immersed in that. Like, it's the storytellers for this show are so damn good at their jobs. I I need more from them. Right now, three episodes isn't enough. I need all of it, and I need them to make like four more seasons at least. Mm. Hot take: I am loving this show more than Moon Knight, which actually says a lot because I had higher like I expected moon knight to be my favorite despite how much i was anticipating the show but i was nervous about the show too where i was like oh my god moon knight's gonna be so good and moon knight was was really freaking good but like cultural biases aside like the way that this show is being written and the consistency and the fact that like each episode is just as powerful if not more as the last this might be my favorite mcu show guys that's awesome That's, that's awesome that's really great really great Speaking of just like some of the quality, like the dad spitting some wisdom this episode had two really great lines. Fire. Uh, He said, uh, good is not a thing that you are. It is a thing that you do. That was the priest. Oh, was that the priest? Sorry. I was was conflating the the two two wise. The wise bearded brown men. (laughs) Yes. I I, said it. I meant the two two conversations, (laughs) but yes. (laughs) They are all father figures. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by father. I I said fathers, right? Father and father. Uh, It was was a Catholic thing. I'm not a Catholic. Uh, (laughs) 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 All this is going to be edited to be better. <laughs> no, I'm more I'm culturally aware. Planning to leave all so this. So about I, the dad talking to Amir. Yeah, then then the Amir conversation with the uh, man who chooses family is never alone. That's just a good yeah. line. There's two really wise lines in this episode, given by you know older men, <laughs> the, the the sort of 
patriarchs those of those situations like how passionately he says like the Janun, the passion the love for your family i'm like oh. yeah i love that that line though mirrors what the mom was saying about like as long as you're with your family you're never mm-hmm. alone as long you know i found my family mm-hmm. yeah and i've embraced them and and the love that they have for me like has made me feel and understand that i'm not alone yeah. yeah and she talks about finding the mosque and like that's i think you know uh those of you who's listened to many of our other podcasts know my sort of complicated history with religion but like one of the things that i see it very powerful in people's lives is just like finding a community finding yeah. a community that like cares about you and is really charged to care about you you know that's that's yeah. where i think it, it really does function in, like a really great way for community and like people that need community that don't have it and don't have maybe you don't have this family support or you don't have this or that like just like uh kamala's mom you know you find that and it's just really yeah. powerful yeah, like the only Smiley Center that we have here in Virginia is in Richmond, which is two hours away from me. So growing up, like my mom actually used to drive me and my sister uh, two hours every weekend so that we'd go for our religious classes so that we can go for prayers at night and then drive back. And like the amount of time I've done homework in my car. But that's just the importance and the stress of community and Islam, especially because the Smileys are such a minority within Islam. It's very important to like have those cultures together it's like next week we're hosting a sports tournament where everyone like in the region can like come meet up because it's all these like small facilities to just play and get together and meet up and all that stuff so it's like that level of engagement especially within religion is so powerful because like you can like for an Ismaili, you can go to another city, just find out like where the nearest con is, and you'll have a home. You'll have a ride whenever you need it. Right. You'll have someone that's giving you food all the time. Like the the power of community is so 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 strong. Absolutely. And, like it sucks being two hours away, um, which is why I had to find the community like in my tribe at Impact Martial Arts and like the people that I have over there. But to have that and to have the stranded panda community yeah, is just that's what I was it's, say, it's such yeah. a blessing, and it really is something that just keeps you going. That that has been my community uh, for the last couple of years for sure, um, and I have my music community as well. That like is yeah. people that I play with regularly. It's weird, so weird how you like fall like <laughs> fall into the community with certain people. You know, like that. Oh, I'm just gonna, like, this guy's a good drummer, so I will hire him. And then yeah. 10 years later, we have been in a van for eight hours a week together. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> oh, now we're very close, but like weird, but, you know, and it's the same thing with the podcasting, like Jeff and Zoo, you guys are my close friends. And it's because like, you know, year with Jeff for years, years. Sitting, here, sitting here doing this hours a week and, and then zoo uh, newer to that, but like still many, many hours sitting on a zoom call L- chat with listening zoo. to you guys for hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I talk, you guys just don't hear me. So nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing, uh, they, they said you'll need two talking about the bangle. Mm hmm. Yep. What do you th- do? You think there's another bangle, or is there another artifact? Could the other artifact be the ten rings? If the ten rings was on the temple, I don't know. Like just different different ideas. I don't know. What if the clandestine found them there because they used the powers? Like what if those people have been uh, whoever had the bangle and maybe whatever the other artifact is they're looking for uh, had powers to like 
and they didn't use them, they didn't use them, then during partition, they found themselves needing to use them. They used their powers, and that's when the clandestine kind of like, oh, let's go. You know what I mean? And that's... They converged on it. Yeah, yeah it converged on the, the, the power being used. I don't know. Like a moth to a flame. Yeah. Like a moth to the flame, the clandestine to the nor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm conflicted. A part of me wants to believe that there's another bangle and that's what the bad guy is going to get a hang of and that's how they're going to fight each other. Oh, yeah. And then Kamala's eventually going to have two. I also believe that the second bangle could have been founded uh, much sooner and turned into the Ten Rings so that the power could be balanced between both arms and used in a whole different way. Right, that's possible. I, I, I think it's interesting and, and very possible. I, and yeah, then, I, I uh, don't know. Cordo B in the chat said Nani's got it, but it's like if Nani's mom had the first one and she actually like was lost during partition to try to find it, like how did Nani get the second one all of a sudden? Yeah, I think the idea was that Nani didn't have it. That's why she. Yeah, because I think she's already on the train. Yeah, because Nani was the point. one that took the bangle at the end of that. So Nani was is not, so Nani was one of these gin, right? She was from the other yeah, dimension. Well, she's Aisha's daughter. Aisha, sorry, I, that was Aisha. I, I did that last week on the podcast. I kept calling Nani Aisha or Aisha Nani. Um, Aisha had the bangle, and that was her at the beginning. She took off with it, and then she passed that bangle down to Nani somehow, and then Nani passed it down to Kamala. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two lines yeah. I just really liked. Uh, speaking of Nor, I loved when she's trying to th- she's trying to think of her own her name and she says, Nor girl. No, that's not it. <laughs> I have so much to say about that line. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? I love it so much. Um it's very beautiful the way that they describe that because when we were taught about Nor in religious education, like it does mean light and it's supposed to be like like your spiritual energy, like if you believe in God, like it's supposed to be like God's light, the mom's light, whatever you need it to be for you to have hope towards something. So it's like when you're in your lowest moments, like the Noor is always there for you. The Noor is always present. The Noor is going to guide you to where you need to be. It's the force. That's a very beautiful thing within my religion that I've been grown up hearing as just Noor. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it was beautiful hearing it. I know for the sake of a show, but express that the way that it was like, this is our light. This is our guide. This is like the path. This is what's going to help, like lead us to where we're supposed to be. So that the way that they paralleled something that I grew up with and made it blend in nicely to a superhero storyline was really cool. That's awesome. Well, Oh, I love that you, I love that you describe it as the thing that's going to lead you to where you need to be. Because Nani followed a trail of stars mm-hmm. to get to back to her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think we're gonna see that or find out about that. And it was definitely someone using their powers to lead them. What if there's some time travel hijinks and Kamala gets to go back and like be the one who leads her own grandmother for like a nice paradox? I don't <laughs> like Prisoner it. of Azkaban. Uh, Basically, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Or she's the Patronus. The big fist is the Patronus. Yeah, big fist. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just thinking the stars could absolutely mirror her powers, like the if yeah. she's just like putting those things, especially she's a trail actually of stars. jumping. Yeah, she's like no, she's jumping. like, or she's like putting those things down for her like ancestor to follow, you know, like to jump from thing to thing, you know, like uh, I mean, this uh, Back to the Future. This has been yeah, done. oh oh yeah, for sure. It's it's well trodden time travel uh, time travel stuff. I uh, like it. I like that line. The, I don't like the paradox of it all. The time about how old all the Jin are, and he says the kid's seventeen, and she says that's a relief. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I love her. So it really is adorable. Yeah, yep. she really is adorable. She really I, is. I, I didn't say. It. I mean, I, that was in confidence, Mom. <laughs> you're making this so awkward. No, you're making this awkward. <laughs> I loved it. In the chat, we got Spark Sam eighty five says at Straight Panda TV is damage control the beginning of the Sentinel program? Uh, the way they are going after enhanced people seems like the beginning of that. Mm. It could be, but I, I I'm thinking of it more as just the the superhuman registration. Act. Yeah, yeah. This feels very much like. Civil War just continuing, you know? Yeah. Scovia Accords. And yeah. Hearts of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So sort of the, the whole thing. But I mean, you know, if they do bring mutants into this universe and we get to a Sentinel program eventually, it is very likely it'll be birthed from the same types of, uh, you know, organizations that want to control enhanced individuals. So uh, in the clandestine comics there was a point where uh, some of the children were thought to have been mutants. Mm. So Sentinels might have come after him. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, uh, Chris Strong over there says, Estrian and Penna TV, so now we have different universes, timelines, and dimensions. Uh, it's going to get confusing. We've <laughs> had that. We have had that for a while. The dimensions, even like talking about Doctor Strange, he draws power from different dimensions. So yeah, yeah it's it's it, dimensions are as far as I, I can I can tell, they are a different place in our same timeline. Yeah, same timeline, different, and then timelines and universes are the same thing. I'll take dimensions over multiverse and timelines at this point. I'm so sick of the two. Like time travel. <laughs> How quaint is this? We used to talk about the, were the realms and the universe and our universe is the same thing. Yeah. Or we used, we used to talk about how did realms and dimensions relate? Oh, how our made up science has grown. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, you know, that all that talk was spawned by, you know, the Thor movies and then they reference specifically Dr. Selvig and his papers and like how that interdimensional travel is supposed to work. I mm. love I love it. She even says so I'm not as guardian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not as guardian or an alien or anything cool like that. I'm a gin. And tonic? Yeah. And tonic? <laughs> <laughs> Something she was raised to fear. She just found out she is. She's like, I'm literally the boogeyman. This episode, like, kind of. I don't know. It's so, it, it, I, I kind of. You, you, you said it earlier, Jeff, that this one's sort of packed and it moves so fast. I kind of wish she'd had a little more time to be like. I am the thing I feared my whole life. You know, maybe she will in the next episode, but it moves so quickly to the wedding and then they're chasing her and like, you yeah, know, she didn't really get a chance to have that beat so much. Well, she had a little with, bit. Love it. 
with Nakia being also raised in that uh, in that culture, I want to see her and Nakia talk about how you know she is a jinn and that's scary. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, and have them you know kind of try to figure out like there's you can't be bad you can't be scary because you're my friend you're my best friend and i know mm-hmm. you and you're not a bad person because you're a good person and then kamala's like good something you do because i learned that from my preacher mm-hmm. unless nakia is like me and thought it was the genie from aladdin hey you know we all have different backstories that's <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> we all have different conceptions of the spiritual things we think of fill the well fill the well fill the well (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) when i think of jen i think of the witcher you know Hmm. yeah it took me a minute to get there it's all you know i just want to sleep i just (laughs) want to sleep (laughs) (laughs) he got his wish I remember reading like old, like whatever, uh, old stories of, or whatever. They're like sort of what the genie of from Aladdin is based on. Like the, uh, I don't even know. I just remember checking out from the library as a kid, like some, some old, like translated book about like old genies. Cause I was interested in that sort of like mythology at the time. Yeah. And they were called Jen. And I was like, I just like in my brain, Jen is genie. Jen is genie. Like that's totally what I thought of but they were a lot darker in those stories you know they aren't oh yeah they aren't they aren't it certainly wasn't robin williams yeah hero of this episode robin williams they weren't that it's more like jafar when he went turned into a djinn yeah something like that sort of yeah a little more malevolent a lot lot, like they were kind of tricksters in the uh in the stuff that i read as as a teen yeah, they were usually like, yeah, I'll grant your wish. But, bam. For the most part. Very literally. <laughs> you gotta be super specific. <laughs> Have y'all seen this trailer for this movie with Idris Elba as the genie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it looks really weird and really interesting. What's got uh, Kate Blanchett, I think? Or is it? No, it's Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. All those old white women, old, <laughs> old English white women look alike. Yeah. We probably need to get off this here reaction cast that are supposed to be 30 minutes long and it turned, in, turned into an hour every week uh, when we do them in prime time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining us on the live chat. Thank you guys for joining us on the podcast and on YouTube. We'll be back soon. Uh, with all the things, please subscribe and all those things. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash mcucast. Are we going to be coming back earlier next week with uh, Kenobi not taking the spotlight, or are we going to stick with this time slot? Uh, uh, Zoo can't, I think. Yeah, right? I have one more week of meetings, and then for the last two, I'm good. For earlier. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this next week, yes, we will be doing 7.45 for the live watch, 8.45 for the podcast on Twitch. We might move, we might move it up the, the following the last two episodes because we can. Um, all right. <laughs> we'll be back soon, guys. Oh, uh, Zoo, tell them about Animation Deliberation, bud. Animation Deliberation. Um, we cover animated stuff. I'm sure you could guess that. We just finished our coverage of Young Justice, so if you still have more feedback, um, we'll be happy to read it. Um, we recorded on Lightyear, so we Ooh. would love your thoughts on that. Uh, I want to go see that. Go see it. Is it just so good? It's good. Okay. I have my, we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. Um, <laughs> I'm sick of time travel. 
And Baymax comes out next week, so we will be covering that on a weekly basis. We might get to Spy X Family at some point. It is that season where everything is coming out, and we are trying to fit in as much of it as we can. Ooh, Matt, you were very excited for that. Would you like to hop on? At Baymax some point? is is it going to be a series? I didn't realize it was going to be a series. It's a weekly series on Wednesday. Oh, that's I what will be filling your Obi Wan void. Gross. I love the movie. Also, Marvel character. I really want to do an episode on Big Hero Six before Baymax comes out, so I may hit you up this weekend for that. Okay. If we're both free, I will do my best. I've done. I'm. I'm in. A, I'm in Dallas right now visiting. My 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 mom had to go to the hospital this week. I mentioned on the, the feedback cast. I think my mom had to go to the hospital this week, and she's gone to rehab for her uh her back. And mm. so I'm taking care of my niece, and my niece came with me to Dallas. So I'm in Dallas with, which is always like a little bit hard to do more podcasting because it's uh I'm here with Alyssa. It's my weeks to try to spend time with Alyssa, but then also. Uh, with my niece here it's it's gonna be a little hard to get away and do a lot of extra stuff this week well we will have a few weeks of baymax so i would be happy to have you on sweet for one yeah, of yeah, that. yeah and then eventually we'll grab jeff for fox machina the one good thing about big hero six is if we do decide if we can get it together that's one my niece can watch yeah she needs to dude there's so many people who haven't watched it because of frozen and it is one of the greatest movies ever like just because of frozen? so good you like they, they, they like out came out time? very close together okay and I think it like one like overshadowed the other. The same thing kind of yeah. happened with like Ryan the Last Dragon and and Kanto. Uh, mm. So it's just one of those things where it's like this is such a wonderful movie. Yeah, Why Big Hero Six is great. Seen it. Big Hero Six is awesome. Matt loves it so much. It might as well be Baymax. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. All right, guys, we'll be we'll be back uh, very soon. Peace. <gasps> Until next time, true believers. Stay well. Why the whispers? It's so hard in the editing. Until next time, true believers. <laughs> Stay well. <laughs> well, now you're just mocking You it. have a range to work with there. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash TV and available at youtube.com strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.